I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I'm chatting with Lori Holmgren. Did I get that right? You did. That's absolutely right. Yay! <laughs> About her books and all things cozy. Lori, would you like to introduce your books to my Snoops and Sleuths? Yes. Thank you for having me, Leanna. I'm glad to be here. I write the Emily Swift travel mysteries, and my Amateur Sleuth is a travel writer who loves to go to new places, learn about other cultures and myths and history. And she wants to share her enthusiasm for this with her readers. But wherever she goes, she is drawn into a murder investigation. So the first book is Murder on Madeline Island. The second is Homicide in Hawaii. And the third one, which was just published, is A Killing in the Cotswolds. Ooh, I love the titles. Well, it's, it's kind of fun. I have a little alliteration going there. Uh, in the very first one, um, the plot involves a search for a long-lost Ojibwe relative, a mysterious will, tangled family loyalties, and it's all set on a very beautiful island up in the Apostle Islands in Wisconsin. Mm. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Well, it is. Of course, all the descriptions are because I have Emily go to places that I really like and really enjoy. So I have tea time in the same little uh, tea shops that Emily does in the Cotswolds, and I go to the same historic sites. So all that description um, comes from my own real life. But sometimes also uh, there's a plot element that comes from real life. In Hawaiian homicide, the climactic scene is actually based on the true life experience of a friend of mine. My friend George nearly died in a volcano field in Hawaii, and he told me about this in vivid detail more than once, and so I really knew his story. So I asked him if it was okay to put it in my novel. He said, yes, he'd love that. So in place of George, I have Emily out in the lava field and to make it a little more scary i've added a killer so but it's basically um his story from real life oh my gosh that's terrifying <laughs> no it was it was a very scary story but he survived of course thank goodness yes so what advice would you give someone who's wanting to write their own mystery or just write in general well I would say read the books, the kind of books that you really love, and think about which ones you would like to write, which ones you would like to kind of live with long enough to write. And then um, just go ahead and do it. Just start writing. Um, when I am working on a novel, I don't go and attack a blank page. That would just be very scary. For a long time, I just jot down ideas. It might be a scrap of dialogue or a description of a character or a plot idea. And I tuck them all in a, a file and they kind of percolate there. And I would recommend that because then when someone goes to write, they have something to work with and they might not use all of it, but as they pull out these little notes, these little journal entries, they're not starting out with a blank page. So that would be my advice. That's great advice, because I can't tell you how many times I've just 
you know, I thought I had this great vivid idea in my head. I turn on my word processor and it seems like there's nothing scarier than that blank yes. screen. And you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what, what was this idea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually surprised that there's more in that file than I thought there was because there's, there's no pressure if you're just saying, oh, here's a little idea I might jot down some thoughts about. There's, you know, there's no pressure. And then when you pull it out, you think, huh, well, that might lead somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? Oh, my favorite character is definitely Emily Swift. She's a strong woman and her reporter's curiosity and her reporter's skills kind of lead her into trying to uncover the truth about everything and to solve a mystery. And she does this even if it leads her into danger. Another thing about Emily is she has a hard time saying no. When a friend asks her to investigate a crime so the wrong woman isn't charged with murder, she can't refuse. Even though her boyfriend will say, no, don't get involved. This is too dangerous. You'd better back away here. But she a, has a kind heart and she's loyal to her friends and she just can't do it. So um, she's my favorite. <laughs> That's a lot like my favorite character right now, which is a character I'm currently working on named Sabia. And she gets pulled into mysteries at the end of both books, because I'm currently working on book two. At the end of book one, her boyfriend makes her say, I promise not to get involved. Sure. Book two, <laughs> he's like, I'm serious this time. I don't want you getting involved in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do sound a little bit alike there. <laughs> and. You know, of course, book three. Who's breaking her promise? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what mystery writer do you think influenced you the most in your writing? You know, I think I would say Catherine Hall Page. I think um, I like the kinds of mysteries she writes. They're, they're more traditional cozies because they happen in a small town. But I just liked um, the way she developed characters and that uh, there was excellent dialogue. And I, I just thought if I could write a novel like hers, I would be happy. I, I also, um, I like the old mysteries like Carolyn Graham's, the one that led to Midsummer Murders. They have a detective, but still because they're in these cozy little villages, they feel like they're cozy. Yeah. Um, with me, I'm just now discovering the classic detective fiction like Agatha Christie and Mary Roberts Reinhardt, but I just love their writing style. Yes, I do too. I've, I've always loved Agatha Christie and Dorothy Sayers, one of my favorites of the old time writers. Diane Mott Davison of the newer ones and Dorothy Cannell. There's so many good books, really. Oh, yeah. And it's so hard to not find one that, I guess, suits you or that you like or that you can see where they're going with their books. Because mm -hmm. really, it seems like 
every mystery shelf, there is a cozy for someone, whether you're into paranormal or coffee or small town or you name it, it seems like it's in the cozy mystery genre. Yep. Yes, there are lots of them right now. Yeah. So how can my Snoops and Sleuths get in touch with you, follow you? Oh, find your books all that all those things well my books are in print and kindle on amazon and so you can put in my name laurie holmgren or the names of any of the novels and you will go right there i have a web page and it's www.laurieholmgren.com and um you can find information there and lots of pictures from the places that emily has been which is fun a Facebook page, and that's at www.facebook.com slash Lori Holmgren author. I'm also on Pinterest and on Twitter. And actually my Pinterest page, I think would be fun for people to go and see because I've pulled together all these mysteries that I plan to read in the future and information about places I'd like to go. I had a lot of fun putting it together. <laughs> Isn't Pinterest the greatest? I actually use it for putting together inspiration boards for my stories. Oh, good idea. And it's just so much fun putting together, okay, yeah, this character might have some traits of this person, this person. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Do you have any closing in advice or words of wisdom? Oh, well, keep reading mysteries, uh, support our local bookstores. If you're in Minneapolis, my books are for sale at Once Upon a Crime, but I know you are, you're in uh, Colorado, aren't you, Leanna? Yeah. It's, but I know you have lovely local bookstores there too. Yeah, um, one of my favorites is actually in a town called Longmont. It's called Barbed Wire Books. Ooh. I love the feel of the bookstore. It's got this nice, you know, how a bookstore should feel, kind of lots of aisles where you can get yourself lost with that book you just bought or, and yes. such a great selection of new and used books. It's a, it's a great little store in Longmont. Um, oh, that's fun. Denver is, I don't know. I haven't found that many small bookstores in Denver, but then again, I haven't had a chance to look because of this COVID thing. Sure. Which brings me to a question I just thought of. How are you coping with this COVID thing? Is, has it affected your writing at all or? Well, it had, what it does is force me to concentrate on trying to work on social media because I don't have any excuses. I'm not dashing off to my aqua aerobics class and I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to a museum or a play. I'm just here. And so I have no excuses, you know. So I, I it forces me to do things I don't particularly want to do. The sad thing about writing, though, is I had planned to be doing the research in France for the fourth book, and obviously that's not happening. So that's a little bit of a disappointment, but, you know, that's the way it goes. It'll happen someday. Yeah. 
Oh, that's that is a real disappointment that you can't get that research done. I know, I know, because I had it all scoped out. I was going to go to Paris and to the Loire Valley, and um, yeah, I was looking forward to it. But you know, it'll work out eventually. We'll be having our lives back. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> yes. But I hear you on the social media thing. Even before this, I really would find any excuse not to actually learn how to use social media for for my writing. And now it's like, okay, you have no excuse. Learn it. <laughs> yeah. And now That's I'm figuring it. out why I've been putting it off. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard. It's very hard. And I'm not, uh, I'm not really good at it, but I'm, I'm trying to learn. Yeah, that's, that's the best you can do is try to learn, which, again, is probably something I'd say to any one of my listeners is, no matter what stage of writing you're in, try to learn anything you can, be it yes. social media for your promotions, be it your facts for your books, just learn always be open to learning yes that's very good advice oh the other thing is kindle i have always loved the feel of a real book and i haven't been able to move into kindle at all but now <laughs> i have i mean just out of necessity because it's hard to get print books or in any number and so now I'm used to re reading on a Kindle and I'm starting to like it. I really am. Yeah, uh, Kindle is great though. Sometimes I find it gives me a headache when I read on it for too long. Mm. But that's just me and I could just need reading glasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great talking with you. Well, thank you, Leanna. I've really enjoyed it, too. And this is this has really been fun. I'm glad you've had fun. And I can't wait to talk with you again, maybe eventually when that fourth book comes out. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, listeners, you've listened to another great interview on The Cozy Sleuth. You can find us on Twitter at The Cozy Sleuth. I'd also like to thank my patron, Regina, for becoming a clever sidekick. If you want to join and have your name mentioned on the show, please join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth. Details will be in the show's notes. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.